0: need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavour, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China, then this is your show, China Business Cast.
1: All right, everybody, episode 69, China Business Cast. Mike Michelini here. How are you, Shlomo? I'm great. How are you doing, Mike? It is. It is good. I survived three typhoons. It's been nuts down here in South China.
0: <laughs> Were you walking outside when when a typhoon is actually happening? Can you do that?
1: Uh, I never actually experienced a typhoon though, so. Oh, you have. I'm asking. I've been. I guess. It's, I mean, I don't want to say just, but it's. It seems like it's a big rainstorm. I mean, I was doing my content creation in my zone, and there was a. You know, I'm looking out my window and I see a big piece of roof. Not. Not like a metal. Not a stone, but the the blue plastic those blue Uh plastic things like a huge chunk of roof just flew into pieces in the air like right in front of my window It was weird
0: but that's you're at i forgot which floor you're at 10 10 10th floor okay that's pretty high up
1: yeah well so you are not you what's your what's your plans you got some changes or some travel and business changes what's going on with you shlomo
0: Yeah, we spoke about it last time and and just now as well. So I said on the last episode, on the last intro that we're planning to go to Philippines or Vietnam and would love to meet people there, but life don't turn out as you expect. And we're actually going to Portugal because this is where my wife's company is having a meeting and we're all going there and we're just going to stay there for uh, a couple of months probably. So, if you are in Portugal, and I hope no changes now, uh, this is the things that this is what we're planning for uh, mid October. So, if we have any listeners there, and I know they are because I'm looking at the stats, let us know.
1: Definitely. What about you? I What are the plans? I'm going up to Shanghai. It's been about a year. I remember we shared on the show. We did some interviews too. The chat conference by China Channel. Our friend Matt Brennan is hosting. His uh, yeah, yearly he the show. He's been on a show, and yeah, I'll be up there. Uh, middle of uh september well it's september 20 19th to the 24th approximately that conference is the 21st and 22nd and uh, i'm going to do a global from asia meetup that night before on the 20th so it'll be uh it's gonna be an exciting time I, I like shanghai i think honestly it is my favorite china, china city in china really yeah
0: not mine not mine
1: Probably said it before, but,
0: and I know that I'm a minority here of of liking Beijing, but uh, Mm, I can live
1: with that. It's a, it's very, I don't know, I like, I like the feel of Shanghai. So I'm excited to go meet (laughs) some, meet some friends and see some, see some people in the industry. So, so yeah, Mm -hmm. that's my big, big plan.
0: How are you, how are you celebrating at the end of the summer?
1: I, I guess, I don't think you're facing it yet, but my kids went to school for the first time, so yeah, back to, back Congrats. to school back to school <laughs> so so I'm uh, excited about it and he he's happy I think sometimes kids don't like it out here but he can't wait to go every day and we take pictures of him going and he's posing now he's like knows we're taking a picture so he'll kind of strike a pose it's kind of kind of cute <laughs> cool <laughs> that's cute that's really cute yes
0: yeah, um, we've got some announcements coming up just like always, very short, uh, but a very special one because it's the first time we're, we're actually uh, announcing a supporter from our Patreon campaign. So we really want to thank Johns Slemmer, and Johns, I hope I pronounce your last name right and your first name as well, as you earned the title supporter of our Patreon campaign. So really thank you for that. Uh, and we're also going to add you to our thank you page of supporters on the website, uh, which uh, we're building right now. And uh, if you guys want to support us as well, so go to com slash support. We really need that. Our coming up goal, it's actually our first goal, is reaching uh, $300 a month, which means that we'll be able to cover our expenses on this. So that would be great. Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, definitely. And thank
0: you, Johns, Yeah.
1: again. Thanks, Johns. I know he and I work together too and in this in this Hong Kong business. So thanks, thanks for that, Johns. Really appreciate your... You're uh, stepping up there, so Shlomo and I are, are very appreciative. Okay, so also we have our WeChat group, so we we like to connect with listeners there. If if you'd like to join, you can add us. So Shlomo, what's your what's your WeChat?
0: Yeah, add me. Uh, my WeChat ID is Shlomo F. That's S H L O M O F. Again, that's S H
1: L O M O F. And yours? It's my last name, Michelini. M I C H E L I N I, or those tire company with an I at the end, Michelin tires. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh, are that's you? a cool one. Are you related to the Michelin tire company?" I'm like, "If I was, I don't think I'd have to do this podcast."
0: <laughs> you know, that's actually much easier remembering the spelling of your name. Oh. You should just say
1: that always. Use that. The reason I don't is it's pronounced incorrectly. Right. <laughs> well, think about
0: it. Yeah. So, who's our guest for this time?
1: So this we had the pleasure of meeting Ashley at a meetup in Shenzhen, where she did an amazing speech, and Shlomo got her on the show. So it's Ashley Galina Dudorenok and she is the founder of Chaozan and Rice Marketing Agency. And you know, it's she was talking actually something pretty unique because I feel like we always talk about WeChat. So she says. And Weibo, we don't talk about the Weibo too much these days, but uh, these do seem like the dominant social media platforms. So she says, forget about WeChat and Weibo, so learn about other social media channels in China. So it's a it's an interesting talk, and Shlomo did the interview. See the options, yeah. So we have a lot of things, and don't forget, everybody, we have a website you can check the show notes. Awesome, let's dive in.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another China business guest. Today, I'm going to introduce you to a very special guest, and her name is Ashley Dudarenok. And I've met her at my last trip to China. I heard a talk from her, which we're going to talk about uh, very soon. She's the founder of Chozan and Alaris Marketing Agency. As I said, I met her on the last trip, and the talk was about alternative social media channels in China and we're not going to talk about WeChat and Weibo like everybody are speaking about, but all, on all the alternatives. So, Ashley, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much, Loma, for having me here. Awesome to be on the podcast.
0: <laughs> Great having you and so glad we got to meet uh, at, at the last trip, trip and uh, hearing your interesting talk. Um, so how about you, you start by introducing yourself, except of, of what I was mentioning. What are you doing these days?
2: Right. So um, to make it short, I'm a businesswoman who is very passionate about China and marketing. So I'm right now running two companies that are focusing on Chinese social media. Um, One is the agency and the second one is the uh, membership platform for marketers that are doing social media in-house with basically tools and resources to help them. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, since recently, about half a year ago, I started my uh, personal blog, which is called Ashley Talks. Launched through YouTube and a website. So I basically blog about all things China consumers, China market, and Chinese social media.
0: Okay, I watched one of those. I um,
2: hope you
0: liked it. <laughs> I liked it um so yeah part of of my agenda is not mentioning the words WeChat and uh maybe Weibo on this call, but I guess uh I guess I'm doomed to fail um but um, so we will say that we're not focusing on those today. uh I've heard your talk about the the alternative media channels social media channels in China, and um maybe you can give us uh, an overview of of those platforms these days uh what are the I can't say they're most popular because I think they're not most popular. It's it's WeChat and then Weibo, but yeah, all the rest afterwards, they're still pretty big because it's China.
2: Right, right, right. No, you're right. Um, there are actually more than 60 uh, platforms in China that are unique to that market. So there's a lot of, there's a huge, huge list that we can, you know, um, unfold here today. Um, I can mention a couple of categories and you can stop me anytime if you think you've heard enough.
0: Maybe uh, we need because, a few episodes.
2: Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> the list keeps going on and on. And as you rightfully mentioned, um, most international marketers and business people and, you know, general public only heard about the two uh, most general platforms that are uh, starting with W, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so today we are going to hear a couple of different things. Um, shall I begin?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, so let's go forward. Um, the first category is probably the Q&A platforms. So in China, there are um, uh, tons of Q&A platforms. For example, Zhihu, yeah, then there's Fanda, there's Toutiao um, Wanda, uh, there's also Baidu Zhidao, etc. So those uh, platforms are working a little bit like Yahoo Answers. Or Quora, right? so perhaps. Or Quora, perhaps, yeah. So you can have your own personal, let's say, desk uh, you can comment, you can start uh, discussions. Um, yeah, and they each of them is slightly different. Each of them has, you know, a slight tilt, uh, either industry tilt or, um, uh, you know, focus audience tilt. Mm-hmm. But they are definitely very, very popular. Um, and um, out of this category, I would choose probably Zhuhu. Yeah, so if you're in B2B business, that's the platform that you might want to utilize you know, to explain your technology or to basically answer questions that users and people might have towards your product or service or your general business philosophy, Mm -hmm. so to say. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, then there's live streaming platforms. Oh my goodness, these are so hot these days. I got a separate
0: Um, question on that one later on.
2: (laughs) Right, right. I mean, seriously, every week I get either request, uh, you know, for an interview or some sort of mention, basically tons and tons of questions. Even uh, economists ran, uh, you know, a feature about Chinese live streaming industry. So it's it's really big. Um, there are several um, popular platforms, for example, Ijibo there is Huajiao also. There is yin ke. Um, So these are the three most widely used entertainment platforms. Um, so basically people live stream their events, brands live stream their shows, uh, concerts, do sales, etc. Besides that, there are very, very specific, let's say, vertical live streaming platforms. For instance, gaming, right? Mm-hmm. So online gaming is the biggest one. Um, and a popular uh, live streaming platform would be Douyu TV or Panda TV or uh, oh. Huya TV. Also, there are online education live stream platforms. For example, the CC Talk, mm-hmm. uh, you know, UN uh, Fudao, etc. And of course, there are e-commerce live streaming platforms. The most popular definitely, definitely being Taobao Zhibo. So basically, while you are on Taobao on Chinese e-commerce site, you can see how the products are being used. So it's a little bit like reality TV back in the 90s coming from the US, you know, they are showing you what you are getting and trying to sell it to you.
0: So is this something, is this somebody just coming, just showing at that moment how he's been using it or is something recorded?
2: Yeah, That's- so uh, the, it's it's a live stream, right? So yeah. primarily somebody is coming and, you know, uh, does a let's say, um, a fashion show, right, or displays you the product. However, on Taobao, um, people can also capture screens, so they can basically record the live stream and mm-hmm. reuse it in their later sales promotions.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah.
2: Um, the next category is very similar to live streaming, I would say, um, is video sharing platforms, right? Um, so, for example, the, the biggest one, uh, the biggest copy of, let's say, YouTube, is Chinese version of YouTube, which is Youku. Right. Um It's recently, it recently acquired uh, Tudou, so Tudou is gone pretty much. Mm-hmm. So there's also iTE, um, a big platform, and of course, Bilibili. Yeah. So Bilibili actually is now in the midst of China. Uh, scandal, right? The whole the whole country is talking about it. So, Bilibili is the video sharing platform with a lot of um, international TV dramas, you know, Korean dramas, uh, American uh, TV series, sitcoms, etc. Okay. And the cool thing about it, so it's a little bit like Netflix, but not really. Yeah, it's online based, mm-hmm. and people actually can um, uh, can uh, type their comments on screen. This function is called bulletin subtitle. Um, so basically, while you're watching a show, you see thousands of comments flying around the screen. And that <laughs> that feature made Bilibili extremely popular in the past year and a half. Um, and what's happening, I mean, why is it in the center of, I would say, scandal right now? Um, Chinese government recently cracked down on many shows that Bilibili was broadcasting. Oh. Yeah, so it's now sort of on the bad boys list. I see. Yes. Yeah, so, I'm being careful talking are, are, about. It right are now. they
0: closing, or you don't know?
2: Um, I mean, it's been only three weeks since they've been cracked down on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they are closing. I think they will be losing their users because they've got hundreds of thousands of registered users, and they are very distinct and very, you know, um, strong platform, powerful platform. But right now, they are really facing, you know, tough times, and I think they will definitely be changing their direction or business model or focus. I see. Yeah. So apart from those, there's also uh, Maypie and Meowpie. So these are very short video, basically short video platforms. Yeah. You can record um, little snaps uh, no longer than, let's say, three minutes or five minutes. Um, Yeah. So that's that's the trend uh, in terms of videos. Um, There's also e-commerce social platforms. So mm-hmm. what I mean, e-commerce and social, th- Those, um, it's not just to buy, it's also to review. You can also have your own profile. You can share the stuff that you bought. So it has a huge social element. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one is definitely Taobao. It has very strong social power. Um, Jingdong is another one. So it's also e-commerce platform primarily, but it does have the, you know, the social, the social aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And of course, Xiaohongshu, so uh, Xiao Hongshu is Little Red Book if you translate it into yeah. English. Um, it is an online platform where people can share basically cross-border purchase information, their shopping tips, strategies. You know they help other users how to shop smarter overseas. And um, uh, there's tons of things like discounts, refunds, featured items, shopping malls, etc., etc. So it's a very popular platform. And there's actually bloggers on Xiaohongshu that can help you promote, and they cost much less than WeChat and Weibo bloggers. So something to consider if your product is really unique and you know you want to push it. Um, on You're that talking kind about
0: of KOLs, right? I mean, we, we right. had KOL episode about KOLs. So right. yeah, these are the right. KOLs.
2: Right. So uh, th- that's what I'm saying. It's e-commerce platform, but it has social element. Plus, even the bloggers are on it that could uh, that could boost uh, the product. Um, the other one is, um, um, online matchmaking. That's a weird one, but you know, in China, I mean, you know that there are more boys than girls in China, right? Yes. So finding, finding a mate is a big problem. It's a big issue, not only for, let's say the family itself, because there are certain cultural and social pressures that people are facing, but also for, you know, uh, in terms of gender ratio. So uh there is a famous platform Momo uh, there is a famous platform Shiji Jia Jiayuan and Zheng Ai Wang so how, three- how would you
0: use those for marketing what you what would you market there Oh
2: my you'd you'd be surprised I mean those for example Momo right now it has slightly um yeah slightly spoiled reputation in the sense that it's a little bit like uh like um what's a Tinder right in, mm-hmm. the, in the in the west so it's a little bit Um, uh, you know, sexual driven. However, there were times when Momo uh, did very successful promotions for cosmetic brands, for clothing brands, for, you know, for different kind of uh, electronic devices, etc. So basically you promote through not only advertising, right on those apps, mm-hmm. but you can also, because there are discussion groups, um, there, there is primarily featured content that you can see it in the people's, you know, um, profiles. Um, you can also launch collaboration with Momo, for mm-hmm. example, a couple of um, cosmetic brands like did a cross branding and they launched a the campaign. So they invited Momo users. Yeah. So the invitation was sent directly to Momo users um you know to participate in those social campaigns some part of it was launched on momo a part of it was launched on other social media
0: mm-hmm. yeah okay. but
2: basically the good thing about those platforms is once people uh, register they provide a lot of data you know what do they like what are they looking for who are they so you can really match the profile quite accurately mm-hmm. uh, slightly segregated but accurately <laughs>
0: Like the China Business Cast and want to get involved? We have special offers for supporters of the show starting from just 1 US dollar and up. We have something for everyone. Check out all the different ways to engage at www.chinabusinesscast.com/support. That's www.chinabusinesscast.com/support. Thanks. <laughs> so so you got all these platforms and um, I what are the what are the the budgets that you need, like kind of of you know, very rough of what you need to start promotions on on those on those platforms. And yeah, I know it, 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 it's a long answer, but maybe just have some kind of a number for for each category, give or take.
2: Right. So these are not all the categories, right? There's also life services. Uh, there are um, uh, reading social platforms, audio platforms. There are online forums and communities like Doba mm-hmm. and Kibar, Youku Zone. So there's tons of other things. But uh, one thing you need to understand is that, you know, going into the mass, like going to WeChat and Weibo uh, is definitely more expensive. So um, whatever your budget is for promoting on other platforms is definitely cheaper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Besides that, you have an opportunity to actually reach out to your specific target group. Uh, not just a broad audience. So you can, you you know, if you are a mother of a newborn baby, there will be a social media for you. So, you know, relevant brands can promote that. Mm -hmm. Um, Besides that, uh, a huge, so basically your advertising budget will be cheaper. Uh, The second thing is uh, bloggers, right? In China, this social phenomena of influencers, Key opinion leaders, or how we call them here in Asia, KOLs, is huge. They are powerful. And if you are to to basically promote on social media in order to do branding or to sell, you most likely will not be able to avoid using them. And um, bloggers cost much less. So I'll give you an example. The cheapest, the cheapest, cheapest um, uh, WeChat blogger would cost probably from 3,000 to 8,000 B per post. And mm-hmm. the cheap Weibo blogger will cost from one point five thousand uh to about uh let's say uh five thousand uh Jamin per post. Um mm-hmm. on platforms like um yeah, on platforms like let me see um like video are a bit more complicated because the yeah, even even on those like video uh video streaming, if we talk about MayPai or Meowpai, uh small bloggers can charge you one to two thousand,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: Um and you get usually um, a lot more response. It's going to be smaller audience, it's going to be more niche, but you might get a lot more response. Whether this response is going to be and people are going to buy or negative. Um, <laughs> uh, we can tell, you can't
0: anticipate.
2: Right, right. Because, because response is what people are telling you what they think about your product, service or whatever you're trying to promote. So yeah. you're definitely going to get a reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, having said that, So it is cheaper. It is cheaper to advertise. It is cheaper to use bloggers. Having said that, yeah, you also need to choose the platform very wisely. Yeah. It's not just go anywhere and everywhere because otherwise, yeah, you're just going to be wasting your budgets. There's too many places to go in China. Um, You know, there are 60 plus platforms. So you still need to. And
0: 10 new ones every day or maybe more.
2: Right, right, right. So it's just, uh, yeah, you need to focus.
0: I see. Um, so you've mentioned video streaming and how hot it is. Um, maybe you can say a few words of how it's different from the West and maybe an example of a foreign company that does it, that you know of that does it really well with, with live streaming in China. That's interesting. Right.
2: Right. right. So live streaming, um, has peaked at the beginning of this year. It was just, uh, just, a huge splash of uh, awesomeness coming uh, coming from all the live streaming platforms. Um, so in the u s from what I see and understand, um, people are live streaming events, performances, concerts, panel discussions, so uh, basically bringing people places that they cannot access um, you know physically and in China, a lot of life live streaming. Uh, um, is actually designed to sell product, right? Mm-hmm. So they show you, uh, I don't know, a fashion show. At the same time, there is a tag on the dress and you can click that tag and you can purchase right away through your, uh, I don't know, Alipay, um, Alipay wallet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. um There's a whole industry of monetized um, uh, virtual gifts as well. So that's the second specialty. Uh, What do I mean by monetized virtual gifts? Uh, It's basically if I'm the host of live streaming, so uh, in other words, if I'm the blogger, right, uh, people can actually tip me. So they can send me, uh, I do not know, uh, you know, 10 yuan tip, or they can buy me a beer, or they can buy, buy me coffee, or buy me a car, or buy me something. So basically people can pay me, endorsing how well I'm doing and thanking me for what I'm doing mm-hmm. by basically sending those kind of virtual gifts. And I'm quite sure this is rather unique to China and yes. um, it's really it's really fun. There's um, no
0: buy button to, in Facebook live yet or even yeah. Facebook in general actually.
2: <laughs> actually I think, I think you know the attitude towards social media is very different in the West and in China. So in the West we are really, really annoyed if somebody's trying to sell us something on social media. Because the reason for us to go to social media is pretty much to, you know, share our life mm-hmm. and also stalk our friends. So we're not really <laughs> expecting, uh, you know, if I'm checking out my, uh, my friend's wall, I'm not really expecting to buy something, right? I mean, uh, and, and this is a distraction, just like advertising annoys us. Um, social media in China uh, is a complete different thing because it's not just for fun. Yes, there is a social element to it. There's also, um, uh, you know, a sales element to it. There's also a customer service element to it, right? Um, Chinese customers just go to social media to actually complain and to actually, you know, uh, get some get some things done. Um, and besides that there's a huge huge functionality element so they're looking for function social media for them is the is the means to achieve something that they want to achieve so that is why uh yeah um the whole i think chinese social media and western social media concepts are very very uh different um
0: any and, good example uh, you know of video streaming of of a foreign company are there any examples like like that yet
2: um yeah so for example um Let's say um, there was this L'Oreal um, uh, international uh, during Cannes International Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, they live stream with a lot of uh, Chinese stars and bloggers. So like uh, uh, Li Bingbing, right? Uh, Li Yutun, et etc. So basically these are big actresses in China. They were participating this Cannes International Film Festival and L'Oreal used Mei Pai. Um, to record short videos behind the scenes, the mm-hmm. backstage stories, and they shared um, those live streams uh, on their platforms. It was a huge success. The whole country was talking about it. I think they got uh, 163 million likes wow. and, like, I don't know, something crazy, like 720,000 comments. So, um, that's and there percent of was the population. Like, yeah, that, that, that's, that's huge. That's huge. And besides that, they made it very, um, very interesting in a way. They linked live streaming, um, social media, and uh, e commerce. So they directed traffic to their T mail flagship store and they sold out uh, a lot of lipsticks because they were promoting some, uh, you know, some lipsticks. Mm -hmm. Um, They sold out the whole stock of it. So it was very successful on multiple fronts.
0: Nice, nice. Um, So, how would you? How would you choose then between going with the large platform, like the two that we're not supposed to say their name and other social media channels, um, like general ones, WeChat, Weibo, yes, the the rest? I mean, there's probably some kind of considerations for each. You've mentioned a little bit, but I want to dive more into this.
2: Right. So what I would suggest, it really depends on the brand, right? And what you're trying to achieve. If you are a bigger brand and you are entering China with a clear plan and clear budget, um, I would still say that your initial initial social media warm up shall be on major platforms. And to be very fair, I would say Weibo is a much more um, inviting platform for um, um, for you know uh, broadcasting, for branding, for awareness, um, uh, you know, for marketing itself than WeChat. WeChat is a semi closed platform. Weibo is broad. So, mm-hmm. um. Weibo is like I would Twitter
0: for our listeners who don't know. It's very similar yeah, it's, in it's, some it's, aspects. It's, it's,
2: and Facebook and a lot of lot of other things, right? But yes, you can compare it with Twitter plus Facebook. So um, Weibo would be the first place to go to. Um, if you have the budget, you can also do WeChat, but you need to understand that you will reach much less people. Your content most likely will not go viral. It's really expensive to promote, etc., etc., etc. So after you have um, some followers on Weibo, yeah, uh, several thousand followers, and you you can promote through obviously, amazing content. You can promote through uh, affiliation with other pages, through advertising, through bloggers, through campaigns. And Weibo is driven by campaigns. So after you collected those initial fans, you start expanding. If you don't have WeChat yet, you go to WeChat. If you already have WeChat, then you start expanding into other platforms, depending on the industry. Yeah. So is it a and a platform or is it going to be a Um, uh, let's say, live streaming platform that you're going to incorporate into your Weibo content more and more, right? Mm -hmm. So um, then then it's really difficult to, you know, give a general example and general strategy because there's so many different businesses, small, big, B2B, B2C, but that is the strategy. First, you go to one platform, Mm -hmm. you do it well. And you get some, you know, you you focus on a very niche market geographically or audience wise, you do it well, and then you start expanding into other platforms. I would very rarely, if your question was going into, okay, how do we actually avoid going to WeChat and Weibo and, you know, starting um, with smaller platforms, I would... I would um, there are very few scenarios where this is the, um, you know, the right way to go. For example, if you are an international uh, brand that does not have presence in China and you're not planning to set up presence in China in terms of online or offline stores, you just want to sell to Chinese consumers. Maybe working through, for example, Xiaohongshu and bloggers and doing advertising there and just doing cross-border sales is the way to go for you. You don't Mm -hmm. need to have your own accounts. You just select your niche and then you work there. Right. But Mm -hmm. if you are in China market for real and long term, you will have to go through the big boys and then expand them to others. I
0: understand. I understand. Now, I I assume that there are some uh, interesting partnerships between all these platforms because not all of them do everything. So there's things like uh, payment, cross promotions, feeds, things like that. Um, Can you give a few examples maybe?
2: Yeah, definitely. So those uh, platforms cooperate and um, in china as you know people uh, or businesses rarely do something small so that is why this cooperation very often uh, ends up being uh, acquisition so i can give you a couple of examples for instance Lee, way has recently acquired both Miaopai and Ijibo. So Miaopai if you still remember is a short video sharing platform and Ijibo is the live streaming platform. So they acquired both of those services and they have their independent platforms just like before. At the same time they uh, linked uh, this function directly into Weibo. So right now you can launch live streaming through Weibo. Mm-hmm. Uh, right you can you know publish um, a video di- directly to Weibo through Meow Pai, So, uh, and it's very successful uh, cooperation because Weibo, to be very honest, was in decline for about two years after WeChat came out because people started, you know, checking out the different, um, uh, you know, online uh, place to, uh, to spend their hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but with live streaming, Weibo made an epic comeback end of last year. Uh, and this epic comeback uh, is continuing till this day. So yeah, it basically saved it.
0: Funny, funny that you're mentioning this, by the way, because Twitter has a similar story with with Periscope. They right. were declining, and then Periscope came, and they were like, "Okay, we're back in the game."
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you see, I mean, at the end of the day, if you are such a big boy and you've been dominating the market, and for Weibo, they've been dominating the market since 2009. Um, you need it's a young industry you need to reinvent yourself you need to keep listening to what people want and in China it's even more um, there's even more emphasis on on the customers compared to the rest of the world because the consumers are very spoiled they are also very sophisticated they're very savvy they will tell you what they want or they don't want they will leave right so um, it's great that Weibo caught it at the right time and uh, Twitter is also discovering the right thing to do um, there's other examples like, um, for example, Mao Yuen, uh, so Mao, Mao Yuan is the, uh, movie platform, uh, where you can basically, uh, purchase uh, tickets and check out the ratings of movies a little bit like, um, I do not know, Rotten Tomatoes and, uh, uh, all sorts of things. So they cooperate very successfully with Alipay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they basically, there's a lot of cooperation going on, uh, on, on that front with different applications.
0: I see, I see. Um, so we're getting towards the end of the interview, we don't have a lot of time left. Um, but there is a question that we ask almost all our interviewees, which is not related to their specific industry. And this is recommending two books to our listeners um, that you think would be helpful for them, either a business, entrepreneurship, or even fiction, if you think that would be uh, helpful and interesting.
2: Right. So the first book I'd like to recommend is um, Jared Diamond, and it's called Guns, Germs, and Steel. This is not a business book. Um, However, this is, if you haven't read it yet, definitely check it out. This is the book that tells you uh, the history of mankind in the past 10,000 years. And it basically answers one question. Why are some nations dominating you know, the others, and how has our history developed? And his answer is sort of coded in the, you know, name of the book. It's guns, germs, and the steel that determined this thing. So why I think everybody shall read that book, um, well, I read a lot. I read about four to five books um, a, year, a month. And um, it actually, that book actually, it didn't change the way I think, but it definitely uh, you know, it gave me a lot of mental links that I can use at work, that I can apply, um, you know, in projects. So it made me look at the, you know, the world in a very different uh, format. And I think it's it's definitely an amazing, fascinating read. And um, as for the second book, uh, let me recommend you something China related because I still assume people listening to to the podcast, uh, I are somehow interested in China or the Chinese oh, yeah. market. Consumers. Um, there's a great book by uh, Michael Zako and uh, Xavier Chen, which is called uh, "The China Super Consumer," mm-hmm. and um, it, it's been uh, it's been published, I think, late 2014 or 15. And it's a very interesting book that basically talks about the modern Chinese consumer. They have changed in the past three years, but um, a lot of um, a lot of you know background is explained really nicely. So. I, If you are into that kind of things, um, I definitely advise you to read more about Chinese consumers.
0: And let's hope they're working on an update to the book.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Actually, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Cool.
0: Ashley, thank you so much for your time. What would be the best way that people can get in touch with you? And don't tell me you got uh, 60 accounts in all those platforms. We need like several.
2: No, no, no. (laughs) No. I think the best way to contact me would uh, would be through, um, through a YouTube channel or through my personal blog, which is called ashleytalks.com. My YouTube channel is Ashley Talks China. So you basically input YouTube slash Ashley Talks China, and you're going to find me. Um, I've got tons of free information about, uh, you know, Chinese consumers and social media and China market uh, in short videos from three to five minutes. So I think if the audience is interested, they can uh, check it out um, and learn a bit more. Um, So yeah, do get in touch. um, And uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. It was an amazing chat.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much, Ashley. Thank you very much. Doing business in China is a complex world. You can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry, China Businesscast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at
1: www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.